welcome back to another episode of the Good Advice Podcast. You're tuning in to the best resource for entrepreneurs, startup founders. Maybe you're a entrepreneur. You know, you're working that nine to five job and you're thinking about, hey, what could actually happen if I quit this thing and actually started something of my own? Whatever the case may be, whatever you may be doing, I hope to give you some good advice today. The whole mantra of this show is that we boil the show down to really the nuts and bolts of entrepreneurship. Get away from all that theory stuff and really talk about what should you actually be doing to grow your business. Today's episode, we have an awesome guest joining the podcast. It's actually a round two conversation with someone who was on the podcast last year. We got Garrett Peters joining the show today. Garrett is the CEO of Duncan and Stone. They're a paper company that is really blowing the world away with their products on Amazon, as well as on their website, DuncanandStone.com. Garrett's got a really wild story about actually quitting his job and coming to help really grow and scale Duncan and Stone. And I'm excited to sit down with him in this conversation today and talk about the journey of entrepreneurship and really how do you truly wow your customers. All that and more is on today's episode. But before we dive in, here's a quick word from one of the amazing businesses that sponsor the podcast. Of course, if you're subscribed to the Patreon, you're actually going to jump right past that straight into the conversation. All that to say, we'll talk soon. Check this out. We talk to all sorts of business owners on the podcast, and one of the most common trends is business owners who just, for whatever reason, didn't fit in the corporate environment. A lot of entrepreneurs are seeking something, they're seeking an answer, and they're trying to figure out the simple question of, how do I fit in the world? And more importantly, is there a way to make a living that doesn't involve the traditional nine to five job? One of the biggest pieces of advice that I give to entrepreneurs is, hey, you got to learn about who you are, what drives you, your motivation. That's why I want to tell you about this book, Your Turning Point, 33 Questions for Transformation. I love the impact I've been able to make through Good Advice and the Good Advice podcast, but that would not have been doable without taking an honest assessment of who I was today and who I wanted to be tomorrow. Go to the website, the33questions.com and get yourself a copy of Your Turning Point by Stephen J. Blank. And let's continue on this road for transformation together. Again, the website is the33questions.com where you can buy your book today. All right. How you doing today, man? Hey, Blake. I'm doing good, man. Doing good. How's, how's your day going? Honestly, it's good so far. Good. You got your Duncan and Stone swag. Got on. to. Got to. Yeah. Don't leave home without it, honestly. <laughs> is that is that the <laughs> That's takeaway? basically my go-to yeah. everyday wear right Do you now. sell the hat, by the way? I don't sell the hats. Oh, no. so it's... No, it's, it's this, is one of a, this is a one-of-a-kind. Oh, <laughs> it really is. So you bought one. I bought one. <laughs> yeah. It was forty dollars. It was. You know. It was like seventy dollars. <laughs> they it's, asked, it's, it's, like, "Do you want the bulk?" Price? It was too no. much. <laughs> no. Well, you've you've been on the show again. Yeah. Um, you and and your co-founders have been on the show. Um, this is round two. This is where we bring back some of our favorite guests to have a follow-up conversation. Um, it's good to have you on today, man. I really loved that first conversation we had. Thank you, man. It was a blast. That was probably last year. It was like fall of last year or something like that. Yeah, I believe you know, what was really cool about y'all's episode is some, cause you know, I, I record the episode, I post it and then I cut a soundbite. What was great about y'all's episode was there were so many, like there's always like a ditch to ditch where it's like, I have nothing to cut. Yeah. yeah. Like where I'm scanning through it. And I'm like, Oh man, I'm gonna have to really yeah. stretch to get a, a soundbite here. And then there's other ones like y'all's where it's like, it's like, dude, which one do I choose? Well, I appreciate you so. saying that. And 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 to be clear, none of them were mine. So it was <laughs> it was a hundred percent Sarah and Stephanie. 
I almost guarantee it. Yeah. So well, now you're doing anyway. Little... I just wanted to come back so I could talk more. Honestly, <laughs> like they they spoke they, too yeah. much whenever we were on. You guys are at this level now, uh, and you want to bring it back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. They're like, <laughs> we don't have time for podcasts here. And you go do that. Now you're doing some podcasting. Yeah, right? I'm trying um, to get into it a little bit. You're getting yeah. on different shows, talking yeah. about the story. Because because here's what's really cool about you guys. Um, and this might be, there's a couple things I want to make sure I talk about today, by the way, I'm so like ADD that if I don't say this here, I'll forget yeah. about it. I want to talk about, um, something you posted yesterday, Yep. getting invited yep. to yep. the wedding. We got to talk I about want that. to talk about okay. that. I think it's just, there's a brilliant insight there. Yep. Um, but separate from that, you know, you guys are past the point I'm sure where, you know, like friends and family where they're like, Are you still doing that thing, yep. you know, and yep. then you kind of get to the point where you're like, oh, this is a real business yeah, like this. Yeah. You know, yeah. so tell we've me grown up a little bit over the years for yeah. sure. Well, tell me a little bit about about Duncan and Stone, what you guys yeah. are doing um, for people. Maybe you didn't hear the first episode. Um, what do you what do you do? Mm hmm. It's a good question. So Duncan and Stone is a business my wife and I and two founders, Sarah and Garland, two other founders started in 2019, 2020. And we set out to sell prompted keepsake journals. And we started the business in 2019 and, and started selling products in 2020. It was kind of our launch in, yeah. the, in the spring of 2020, literally February of 2020. It's a yeah. very wild time to start an e-commerce business, actually. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know, and, and let's pause it for a second. Yeah. So I, cause I even remember you, you were still working at Harvest Group. Um, I remember your wife and Sarah, there was a post, there was a post that was like our business plan and it was like a cardboard it was, box. It was, yeah. This, this is like, by the way, this is yeah. so like oh, yeah. how we do it these was things. It was, it was, it was wild. It was wild. <laughs> yeah. So at the time I was actually, I I was not at Harvest at the time when we started. Oh, I had okay. left, oh, okay. I had left a couple couple years before, like 2017, yeah. 2018. Oh, wow. Um, I'm way off on the timing then. No, it's okay. okay. Yeah. But I, I was I was at a new role uh, at the time when we started in 2019. Yeah, okay. So it was, we honestly, like, when we sat down with Sarah and Garland and we're like, hey, we think there's a business idea here. We There's an opportunity. We, Stephanie and I spent many of nights doing things like you're just described the business plan thing. Like we're literally sketching out stuff on cardboard boxes after yeah. kids are in bed. Yeah. And so that was a lot of our life for 2019, <laughs> 2020 was that because yeah. I had a full-time job. Yeah. I mean, when we started Duncan and stone, it was a true side hustle. Yeah. Um, and so we figured out like we literally were working on every little piece of the business from day one, how to start a website, yeah. How to get set up as a brand on Amazon, right? How to get a set up on Etsy, like how to source products, L just the list of things we were just going through every night and, and just working on it. Like we're at what point did this become like, oh, we're starting a business versus like, hey, yeah, this is an idea. Let's just see if it like makes yeah. any cash. I yeah, mean, we yeah, I, we, what what's interesting about that question is something that came up a little bit with your conversation with Steve Blair. I listened to that podcast yesterday and. Our vision of Duncan and Stone was not like Harvest Group. So it was not, we want to build an organization. We want to yeah. build a company. Yeah. It wasn't anything like that. We just didn't have the desire to do that. Yeah. And so for us, we were looking at this as, could we make a passive income stream business on the side? Now, right. we'll get to like what happened in the next few years. But for us, it was like, let's just see what happens. I was interested in like starting something. We we're all like, this could be fun to do together. And they're some of our best friends. And so it was, let's see if we could sell products and create something. Mm -hmm. um, 
And it, it wasn't necessarily like we want to build a big business or build an organization. It was just like, I'm intrigued with the idea of starting an online business. So let's see what happens. Yeah. I mean, was that just I mean, like an entrepreneurial? It was a little bit of the, I found myself in through my career around people that were entrepreneurs. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So I just kept, whether it was at Harvest Group, then I left to go to Arena, another, another uh, local business. Right. All led by people who are entrepreneurial minded people. Yeah. And so I just found myself in these roles of like, hmm, maybe, maybe there's yeah. something in me that kind of is interested in that. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I'm curious about I'm that. curious about this. So yeah. I had a little bit of the bug to like, yeah, maybe we could start something. Let's see what happens. Um, now we did not know what was going to happen, <laughs> like transpire. <laughs> we really didn't. When we launched in 2020, it was like, we're, we're selling products. Like, Orders are coming in. We were packing and, and shipping orders, you know, for, for a long time. How'd you get your first customer? Um, through, through ads. I mean, from day one, we were doing ads. Yeah. The first customer was my mother-in-law. So <laughs> let's be clear. Yeah. Like that was the first order on our this website goes, was though, right? my mother-in-law, yeah. which we, we still have that, you know, order frame basically yeah. of like, this yeah. is our first order. Um, so it was friends and family yeah. for a, for a season. Sure. But, um, I mean, we were just, we're doing ads. We we're getting our name out there as much as we could, you know, um, as a startup, you know, startup business. So, yeah, I think my first podcast download was me and I think mm -hmm. my second one was my wife. Absolutely. <laughs> no and doubt like, about that. Definitely for like 30 days. It was like two downloads per episode. Yeah. And Joy's like, great job. There go. <laughs> I was like, it's just the I two know, of us. I know. But. Well, dude, when we start, we're seeing like <laughs> a couple orders a day coming in. We thought we were the best thing ever. Yeah. I'm like, we're. We're, What's happening? Rich. we're gonna be yeah. so rich. This is amazing. And I'm like, we thought we were amazing. Yeah. But anyway, we didn't know what we we're doing. Okay. So you got into it, sort of growing this thing. You you became a full time co founder mm -hmm. of Duncan and Stone. Yep. Um, the business, I mean, you have what, 30 products now? We have I mean, 34 items now that we yeah, sell. I mean, so this is we this started is cool with gig. five. We started with five in 2020 and and we're all just kind of doing different pieces of the business. Sarah and Stephanie are our moms. They they have kiddos. Garland has a full time job somewhere else, so he's not able to work on the business. Everyone's just kind of chipping in. And started with five items that we that we started selling in 2020. And basically, just month after month, we're just pushing the ball forward. We're just kind of doing what we can to keep going. To the point of uh, holidays of 2020 was our first holiday season and we thought it was amazing. The, I won't share the numbers. They weren't anything impressive for yeah, sure. sure, but it was enough of volume where it was like, Oh my goodness, what's happening? Like this is starting to go without like, just without us. Like it has a natural momentum. It to just it. started happening. natural and then, momentum. And then you start thinking about, okay, if I spent more time on this, where could it go? Well, it wasn't necessarily that, it was more so I couldn't manage my full-time job and yeah. responsibilities at my office. Rightly so. They're expecting me to be, you know, to be there and dialed in and also Duncan and Stone. Yeah. So I had to make the decision. That's what happened in 2021 yeah. was um, I walked into our kitchen and I've told, we talked about this probably last time, but I walked in, I said, Stephanie, uh, I can't do this. This is too much. Because I got customers reaching out now yeah. about their orders and all this stuff. And I also have my office asking me for things. Right. And so she looked at me and she was like, you need to quit your job. 
I was like, that's a bad idea. That is not the good, that is not a good idea. We weren't yeah. even making any money on the business. Mm -hmm. And so, um, long story short, I did. <laughs> so I quit my job in 2021. Did she, like, wear you down to this she, idea? Or like, she was down, working. Like, the, not the wrong, it's not what I mean, but yeah, like, just keep mentioning it or? Not really. Stephanie has always had the role of, she kind of saw ahead. She was working on the business pretty heavily at the time. And more than me. And so she's like, I'm looking at our numbers for 2021 and she's forecasting the business. And she's like, okay, I think that, I think that if we can do this, we'll be fine. Like this could, you know, supplement and replace your income. That was the goal. And so, um, we looked at the numbers, talked to our partners and I talked to a couple of good friends and the next day I quit my job. The next day. Next day. Wow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, I was like, if we're doing this, let's go. Yeah. Like, I'm no yeah. sense in waiting. Yeah. Now, this is right after COVID, I guess a year after mm -hmm. COVID. Mm -hmm. Did you have other friends and family who were like, bro, what are you doing? Oh, most of them. Yeah. Okay. Most of them probably thought that. Um, now, whether or not they said that to me, uh, you know, is a different story. Yeah. But I think, that, you know, my good friends were like, hey, even if this doesn't make it in a year, if a year from now... You're like, hey, it just hasn't grown like you think it should or you need it to. You can go get another job. Totally. I'll call Steve Blair, you yeah. know, and see if I can go yeah. back to Harvest Group or yeah. something, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah, sure. So anyway, it was like, it's a risk for sure, but it was like, we'll see what happens. Why do you think people have such an interesting, because I remember also around COVID, I had people I knew who, who I didn't even ask who were like, hey, dude, you should really probably close down good advice. Like really? no, even no conversations really? about- Good advice, just like third party, like, hey, the economy's in shambles. Things are going to be awful. No one's going to, no one's going to pay for anything that you do. Yeah. Like, which I was like, okay, okay. what? <laughs> so unsolicited we advice. Just got coffee, but you know. <laughs> but point being, though, as I've learned, there's people out there who are not entrepreneurial at all. It's hard for them to like th to have like the blank slate, like the canvas, and see where yep. it goes. Yeah. You obviously saw an opportunity. You saw something that you wanted to create. Um. You know, and now you're also in this world of entrepreneurship where you have other entrepreneurs. Uh, how does this compare to like back in your nine to five? Like, yeah, obviously your your days are different. I'm assuming like the conversations you're having with people are a little bit different. Yeah, but totally. Like, what does that look like for you? I mean, it's been a journey. I think that I've the last few years really appreciated other starters and founders that have gone before me because mm -hmm. what I what I found out in 2021 was. Oh man, this is not for the faint of heart. Oh yeah. Like <laughs> running, starting a business, running your yeah. own business, mm -hmm. especially solo like this, that was your world. Yeah, and sure. Man, it was tough. And yeah. so I thought many times that I, this was a bad idea. And, um, but you know, for us, we were just, I was putting my head down. I'm like, let's just keep pushing the ball forward. Let's keep doing the things that we need to be doing and, and see what happens. But what I've, what I've learned now as I talk to friends or, you know, people I know, you know, in this area that are like interested in starting a business or doing something different, I find myself being more like empowering, encouraging them to go, hey, listen, don't do. I'm all about starting somewhere. Yeah. Like if you have an idea, like see what happens. Like, why not? Like vet it. Like, yeah. make it, like if it's a legitimate thing you want to do, try it out. Mm. That's what I did. It's like, I didn't immediately leave my job before we had anything. I was like, I want to work on this thing and see if that's a reality. You, you, you do validated. A bit of, yeah. There was money there. Now, 
could I have left my job immediately and done and been successful? Like as we started for a few years, I don't know, pro- maybe probably, but, um, I think there's, there's a special network of people that are started their own businesses or doing their own thing that let's just kind of encourage each other mm-hmm. and, and connect to other people or, Hey, let me see what I can do to help you. Like, why not? Like yeah. there's more, it's not like a, it doesn't feel competitive. It's right. almost like, let's all go for it together. Yeah. It's interesting. I, I feel like I could be more empowering for people because I, I typically, the I conversations, like you, I think you are. Well, I think, I, you are. I, mean, I think what conversations I get into, I, I try not to like push the brakes on people, but I feel like I do sometimes where someone's like, Hey dude, I got this idea. It's going to be better than Amazon. <laughs> I'm quitting <laughs> my sure. job tomorrow. For sure. And I'm like, Whoa, Whoa hang on. I'm out. <laughs> yeah. Let's not, you well, have five kids. Let's realistic. Not quit your job. Let's be realistic yeah, about it. Right. But, but, but social media though, isn't it's real. It's not realistic. And so what people often see on social media, and I've said this a thousand times on the podcast, what people often see on social media is oh my gosh, I'm so grateful. My cup runneth over. Um, I quit my job a month ago and I'm already making a million dollars. This is awesome. Yeah. Which it's like total BS. It's not true. But so I talk to people and they're like, oh, this this idea is great. I'm quitting my job. I'm doing this. And I'm like, man, I, I, I don't know if you fully appreciate how grueling it is yes. to run a business. And I don't mean that in, I, I've said something like this to a friend of mine where I was like, man, yeah, the, the entrepreneurial grind. He was like, well, I don't think of it as a grind. And I was like, all right, bro, sure. Yeah. Whatever, yeah. whatever you want to yeah, call it. It's for fine. sure. But it is like for you guys listening, if you think you're going to, if you've read four hour work week, if you think you're going to quit your job tomorrow and then live the four hour work week, you are in for a very rude awakening. It's it's I mean, true. it's, it's it really, is. it really is a lot, but point being, when you talk about being empowering, I, I want to be empowering, but I also, I know for me, I spent a lot of money very fast yeah. and it put me in a very challenging, challenging. situation. Yeah. I think you, you hit the nail on the head. Like it's right. Having the right expectation early on, but, and, and we've, I've met with uh, a handful of friends locally who are starting their own business and things like that. And I love helping people, but I want to be real and frank with them to say, Hey, listen, it's gut you need to stop watching shows at night. You need to stop do whatever it looks like. If you're being, if you're serious about it, yeah. you cut that stuff out and you work on it. Take, you gotta do it. Yeah. And in a right way. Cause like I got down a path of like, my life was consumed with Duncan and stone during, yeah. during 2021. But cause I got caught up in that grind hustle mentality yeah. to a little too much. But that the reality is you got to put in, effort and work. It's yeah. not going to happen outside of that. And I think, I think it's a great insight too, because I mean, I think, and I've talked about this on the show, there is like the hustler mentality, the hustle grind that I think is very toxic, but on the same token to give credit to that, I mean, I've had lots of 14, 15, 16 hour days just because there's so much to do. Absolutely. Like there's so totally. many parts of the, I mean, you see the totally. opportunity on the wall and you're like, I got to go for that. Yes. Cause the reality is it's nonstop. Right. I mean, you could work every hour of every day. It's like, just, there's so much stuff to do. Right. So finding that balance, like, right. I mean, there's seasons of that for 20, for us, for a couple of years, Stephanie and I, we didn't do, we literally, we had young kids <laughs> yeah. at the time. My yeah. youngest was like three, three and, you know, two and three. And so we have three boys at the house and I'm like, we just didn't have time to do anything else. Right. Cause like at night our printing partners overseas. 
yeah. <laughs> were working yeah. at nights. And so yeah. there was, it was seasonal. Like it, you know, I'm not saying it was every night, but like there was just a lot yeah. of effort and time you got to put in. And so now because our business is, is, is a few years in and we're stable, it doesn't, it doesn't look the same. Now right. you got to keep, there's something about that mentality of like, you can't be complacent. You right. know, once your business is kind of established and going, it's like, you can't just, just not do anything. Right. It's, you know, like you kind of got to keep that mentality. And so that's what we're working through now is like, what is, how do we plan for growth in 2024 and 25? Right. Like what is going to keep us going and let's do that. Yeah. Without killing ourselves along right. the way. Right. Well, cause yeah, I mean, it's like, what are you doing it for? If you're like working more hours and or more stressed than you ever were at your nine to five. Like that's a bad move. Yeah. Might as well go back to. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever else you were doing. So I so. want to, I want to transition the conversation. Something else I want to talk about today is, you know, you guys, you, it's interesting because talking about like people starting a business, I think sometimes people get like really emotionally invested into their idea. And it's like, man, this is going to revolutionize the world. It's going to change the world. And, and it's like, yeah, you're selling umbrellas. <laughs> you know, like it's like, right. it's, I don't, I don't yeah. fault you, but it's also like, okay, cool. Yeah. You know, it's kind of a solid yeah. game. Yeah. So what's cool though, is when people, they start something and the brand starts to build so much like emotional, um, impacts yeah. like where people who buy your product start to really connect with you. Yep. And then you have people who are, who are sending emails, they're reaching out, you know, this yep. changed my life. And you're like, it's a journal dude. Yeah. Like, and I don't I mean like to discount anything like totally. that, but there's all the, there's this cool inflection point where now it's less about the product and people are really seeing like an awesome benefit to what Absolutely. you're doing. And I'm bringing this up because I know you got an email um, just yesterday, yesterday. Yep. somebody, well, I, I guess yeah, you can tell the story. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And so we get an email to our support email address that says basically that this woman and her husband or fiance love our product so much that they want me to come to their wedding in October. <laughs> I love it. It's October 5th, I believe. Yeah. So, which I'm going, I've already booked my flight you have for to. sure. Yeah. Um, where's the wedding at? I can't tell you that information. Okay. Yeah. So just, just keeping that customer, you know, yeah, sure. uh, protected. Um, no, it's, it's, it was very funny. It was like, I kind of made a, a, like a fun thing out of it. Yeah. Um, but I was shocked Yeah. that that was even a thing. And, um, anyway, it was like, it was kind of fun to put it out there and get some feedback on it, but yeah. apparently it's like an actual thing. There's the connection that customers can have to a brand. Yeah. I mean, you have is someone you've, Never talked to. Never talked to. Never yeah. talked to. And I need to find out more. I've I've haven't you know been communicating with them as much as I should in the last twenty four hours. But uh, anyway, I want to find out what their story is because yeah. we have a lot of repeat customers. So we have people that are buying stuff for every baby shower they go to, every you know bridal shower, whatever it may be. And so, um. That was part of the reason we wanted to create the products we did was, hey, we want people to constantly be giving this as a gift because they love it. It's like a meaningful thing. So for us, um, and Sarah on our team has done an amazing job with this because she's the creator and and designer of all of the all of our products. And she's like, we're in the business of showing people that this is an item that they need to get for their dad or for their sister. Mm -hmm. Like, you know. 
be the one that wins at the bridal shower because you give the best item, you know, like such a meaningful, they're meaningful gifts. And so, um, it's interesting to see like the customer, like feedback we get over the years and they love it, man. Yeah. I mean, and I talk a lot about this on the like social media, but also the podcast is like this whole concept of, of raving fans, like people who, yeah, they, they love your brands. Like they love it more than maybe you love it yourself. I know. You're just like, wow. I feel, I feel people, that way sometimes. I mean, it's, and sure. it's, it's very humbling. It's very much appreciated, but I mean, looking at the details of the situation, you have someone who bought your product and loved it so much. They wanted you to come to the most yeah. important day of their life. Yeah. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's all fantastic. That's what it is. At the end of the well, day. what's really, what's really cool is, um, you know, a lot of the products we've created over the years are at least it, like having customer input into some of those creations. We like to put feedback out there. What would you like to see? You know, what do we not offer that we could? And we obviously are vetting that with our own like decisions on whether we should create something. But let me give you an example. So an item we launched last year is a, is a grief journal. And so it was came out of this feedback and just team input from our team around people are going through loss and going through grief. Like what could we create that would help people through that process? And so what a like, it's such a vulnerable yeah. like place. And so we created this, this journal last year and we've gotten so much feedback of like, Hey, my, my mother passed away, you know, or whatever it may be, or my mother-in-law passed away. And now I've got one of these for my my father-in-law or for mm-hmm. my, my husband or whatever to go through that season. Like right. that's such a powerful season. Yeah. And it's a journal like it's, yeah. but it's that connection that yeah. somebody's like, I'm gifting this. This is such a meaningful thing. Hey, I know this is hard. I hope this helps through this tough season. And it's, it's interesting too. It's a great insight of like using customer feedback to iterate and, and, and grow your, your product. Cause I know a lot of business owners who, I mean, I knew a guy I talked to um, who he was bleeding customers and we, I can't remember what he sold or what we were even talking yeah. about, talking about, but um, we were talking about like some sort of point of feedback that he had gotten from one of his customers. And he was like, well, if they don't like it, they can go somewhere else. And I was like, but, but, but that is that's what they're just, doing. That's the whole that point is, of our conversation. That's not good. Yeah. They're, <laughs> yeah. they're leaving. That's yeah, yeah. the whole point. Yeah, yeah. But I've known business owners who are so resistant to, mm. Uh, well, that's just not the product I sought to create. It's not what I'm looking to do. Yeah. Instead of making the customers like part of the process. And it seems like you guys 100%. are doing that really well. Yeah, we're trying to. We're trying to. Now, there's certain things that we, some of the products that we've that we've made and sell that customers give us feedback. Hey, what if you could do this differently? Or what if this looked different? And we value that. That's fine. But it's one of those things where we say, we're not going to actually adjust that because this is... We're not going to make that adjustment. So there's right. certain, how do you like holding on to the brand values and yeah. of like, Hey, this is who we are. This is who, what we're about. This is the type of products that we're going to create. And we're going to stick to that, but give us ideas. Like somebody customer threw out a pet or maybe it was somebody on our team. Like we should make a journal for pet parent, you know, for pet owners. Yeah. And I was like, I'm thinking of my dog. I got professional photos. Of my I dog, was like, so. what <laughs> is that a thing? <laughs> <laughs> maybe, but does it fit within the architecture of like, this is what we're about? You know what yeah. I'm saying? So I think there's a balance there for sure. But yeah, to the, the story you just said, if customers leave, we no longer have a business, right? That's done. Yeah. Like if they stop buying from us, we're, what are we, we're yeah. not doing anything. Um, yeah. so it's like, 
that's the tension of like you need to deliver and be open yeah to the feedback how do you how do you balance um i don't even want to say like good and bad feedback i I think sometimes there is just like blatant i'm not even so much talking about customers i'm talking about just like you know you're running your own business and like someone oh you should really do this and they they know nothing about your business they're just like they're very confident yeah so i think there's good advice there's bad advice and then there's good advice that doesn't apply to me. Like I, like someone who's like, Hey, you should write a book. And it's like, I'm not gonna write a book. Like <laughs> do books help people? Sure. But I'm, I'm not gonna write a book. Yeah. So like, how do you, what does it look like for you to like filter that kind of stuff? Especially yeah. like when you didn't ask for the advice yeah. and someone's like, you really got to do this. Like, I know. how do you navigate all That's that? That's a good question, man. That's a good question. I think, I feel like you talked to somebody about this recently on your podcast. I think you, maybe Elizabeth, like early on. Yes, Elizabeth Tiger. Yeah, Yeah. very Uh interesting feedback that she gave. Um, And I I get it. Like for for me, I'll speak to myself just as the head wrangler of Duncan and Stone. I'm kind of the the gatekeeper of sorts for our team. You know, so as, as ideas, marketing opportunities, hey, you know, whatever it may be, like things that come across for Duncan and Stone, I kind of vet that myself. And it's through like the lenses of we set out as a team the last year over the last year and a half to say, this is where we're going. Like here is, this is our plan. Mm -hmm. If something comes along that is not part of that plan, like it's just a not hard no. It's like, we're not going to do that right now. Mm -hmm. Now, if it's, We've invested a lot into marketing and brand awareness and and building our audience. So if it's something along that, it's like maybe like we're we're open to test stuff. That's kind of where we've been is, you know, if it's not super complicated, if it's something that's going to get our brand out there, then then we're open to it. But I think for us, it came with deciding on like what we're going to be about. Like here's our core. We have KPIs that we we're looking at every month. And as a team, we're reviewing every quarter and just getting clear, clear on where we're heading. And then if things come along, like there's a lot of things we pass on customers or, or, or partnership opportunities that we're like, no, we're just not going to do it. Like, it's just not going to fit with us right now. And it so we just don't waste like, time. It doesn't fit like your, your like goals for your yeah, business goals, like values. Like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Either one of those right now, it's mainly about, um, just the KPIs and marketing goals that we have. So there, whether it be partnerships or, Hey, uh, honestly, like even retail opportunities for us, like we're, we're, um, almost all a online e-commerce business right now. Uh, we have a few customers that we sell in their stores, but that is a thing that we've decided to focus on growing our online business. So as retail opportunities come along, we're just pushing that off right now. Mm-hmm. It's like, this is not part yeah. of the goal right now. Maybe next year, maybe, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it's hard to do though. Cause for yeah. me, I'm like, I'm a very like passionate guy. I'm like, oh yeah, let's do it. Like, if you have a good idea right now, I'd be like, <laughs> maybe like <laughs> yeah, I'm interested, okay. <laughs> you know? So that's just my personality. Yeah. So like, I have to really vet that with our team yeah. and be like, Sarah and Stephanie, like, am I crazy about this? They're like, yes, we're not doing yeah, that. Yeah, we're not doing that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so like, and that's actually what was going to be my next question is like, I mean, there are so many opportunities out there. And I think, I think this is something that a lot of business owners really have a hard time with is understanding like long-term decisions, like how decisions affect your business. And cause I don't think it's very black and white. I yeah. mean, like I, I think 
with like retail, for example, is there a world you go full in on retail and you make a ton of money? Probably. Absolutely there is. But is there like yeah. another situation you go all in on e-com? Absolutely. You know, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. I don't think it's so black and white sometimes. Yeah, that's true. But for you guys, when you're like looking at your KPIs, you're figuring out what to focus on. Like, how do you guys come to like a mutual? Because I think people Alignment. listening, they have co-founders, mm-hmm. they have partners in business. And this is actually um, speaking just personally, it's one of like the main topics of conversations that I find myself in is friction between co-founders and like we want to go different directions. And it's especially it's it's awkward when you're friends, too. So yeah. <laughs> when you guys have you're, you're trying to settle in on like this is what we're focusing on. How do you navigate that conversation? It's a good question, man. Um, it's been a journey for us over the years. I think that early, the first few years of Duncan and Stone, there wasn't much like, Hey, let's talk about strategy. Let's talk about long-term goals like this and that. It was just, we're just trying to grow revenue. We're trying, it was just, we're so focused on doing the next right thing. There wasn't much strategic, like we didn't have KPIs the first few years. That's just a new thing for us this year. Yeah. And so, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I remember a post you had early on that was like, Hey, what are you, what do you guys check for your KPIs? Which by the way, I think that is, um, I I think a lot of people, this is just like a random Mm -hmm. sec little thing I wanted to say was, Mm -hmm. um, I think a lot of people think that you have to like be an expert on business to start a business. And a lot of the stuff we just figure out, we figured out as we're doing it, you you know, but I remember you asking about like, Hey, what's everyone else doing for KPIs? And that's a lot of the feedback I've gotten. If like echo what you just said, that, I look to mentors or other people running a business that I look to them and they're like, listen, man, come in with us. We're all figuring this out. Like no one, there's experts everywhere for sure. Um, but that, that mindset of like, I have to know how to do that. I didn't know how to run a business at all. Right. And I still don't feel like I know what I'm doing half the time for sure. So don't like give yourself a little grace. Yeah. <laughs> Don't let's like take the pressure down. Yeah. You know, I, I, to, and that's good advice too. Cause I sit down with people who feel ashamed. They don't know more. Like we, we look at their books. I mean, I don't do bookkeeping, but like yeah. part of our conversation sometimes is like looking at cash flow and things like this. Mm-hmm. And someone might get embarrassed on like, Hey, yeah, this thing's all disheveled. EBITDA, EBITDA, what the heck is that? Yeah, I don't know what the heck that is. I just said that in my conversation. But so like, yeah, it's like, so I was talking to someone the other day was I was like, you know, you should really give yourself a break. Cause I know, and this person was running a $200,000 business. And I was like, I know people who run a $700,000, $800,000 business who they don't even know how much, they don't how know. much they're selling of what they sell. They don't know. I mean, it's, I it's crazy disorganized. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. Anyway. I think that feedback is great for, for people in that world. Like just, just take a little breath, like yeah. just settle down. <laughs> um, and the reality is what I've learned is just ask people like, that's what we did. And we still do. I had a call yesterday with a friend of mine who is in e-commerce who I keep up with. And I'm like, he knows so much more about e-commerce than me. And I was like, dude, I got this thing. Like, I'm trying to figure out what to do. Like, what's your thoughts? And he was just, we just talked about it. And he's like, man, this is what I would do. And so now we need to talk about whether or not we're going to do that. But like, I was like, I value what you're saying. I don't act like I know what the heck I'm doing or the answers for all this stuff. And so I know we, I didn't answer your question. The question you had was around KPI. How do you align on that? Basically for us, um, we have gotten pretty tight as a team, like four of us as owners to talk every year, a couple times a year, generally of like, are we going in the same direction? Like, are we heading the same direction as a team? And if that answer is yes, which it has, thankfully, um, then we work through 
Like, what do we want to focus on? What are those KPIs? What are we going to be doing? And that's just a conversation. Like we have strong personalities on our team. So it's not just like Garrett coming to the table with, Hey guys, here's what I think we're going to do. I have most, like, since I'm the head wrangler, I'm like, this is kind of where I think we're leaning or should be heading. Let's talk about that. Mm-hmm. And then we process through it and, and they've, we, the team, uh, has been so great at just being like, Garrett, you run with it. You're kind of leading the charge. Stephanie, Sarah Garland, they're like, they're, they're in with, uh, with me, obviously, but they're not one out there doing the work as much as, you know, I am. So, Hey, they're looking at me like to be the leader yeah. to do that, which is fine. Um, how has your thinking changed or not even thinking is the right word, but like things that are top of mind, obviously it's different when you're running a six figure plus business versus, yeah, we sell it. We sell a journal a day, yeah, yeah. you know, those early days. I mean, like, cause where I get to for me is like, I, I think of like, um, uh, I can't think of like a great example, like just like a long piece of string. And like when I was first starting, I could see like this little tiny segment yep. and then now I see like a huge mm-hmm. chunk of the string and it's kind of, uh, I don't know if it's a different, it's not uh, necessarily overwhelming. It's perspective, yeah. Though. It's, it's like you think you're becoming an expert and then you start to understand all these other things at scale yep. and you're like, holy cow, I really, there's a lot I there's need to think I, about I that I wasn't I thinking about. I know. I mean, how, yeah. how has that shifted for you? No, that's a great question. It has over the years. Like, I think it part of it for me is my role in the business now versus probably even a year ago where I was doing fulfillment and other, like I was so just doing look like tasks and activities within the business that was, they had to get done, but I had other mentors and, and step in to say, Hey, in order for you guys to continue to grow and scale, you have to stop doing those things. Like you can't fulfill orders. That's not a thing anymore. Like you need to take that off your plate so that you can look ahead, mm-hmm. you know? So for us, um, we're still trying to figure it out, honestly. So I don't, I don't like have a really clear answer necessarily, but we're thinking about what decisions you know, outsourcing decisions, let's say, or people that we're working with, like who do we need to bring on that we're not currently working with or like an area of the business that we're not focused in that would help us grow in say 2024. It's less about like the next few months. It's like, how do we replicate and keep growing in the next year or two in a sustainable way? Like what do we need to be doing? So I'm asking questions to, to, to people in our world, like, Hey, what I need to be doing? Like, Mm -hmm. We're a, we're a few years in now. We have a sustained, you know, a uh, stable business, I should say. What else should we do? I love also just, and this is just like a personal thing, just having known you for a long time. I love how humble you are too. Cause I think yeah. a lot of business owners, it's so much about ego and control that when you talk about like, oh, you can't do fulfillment anymore. I, I know some people who they're like, dude, I knew a guy who ran a, um, like a home, um, uh, home uh not repair it's like a handyman yeah, yeah. kind of service yeah, yeah and he had like 16 employees and he was he was doing more homes than his employees were and i was like why and he's like well i can't i can't Damn. trust them to do it the right way which then i was like but why did you hire them then mm-hmm. you know but it's I, I, that's have, the well a, a buddy of good buddy of mine said it's about growth or control I mean, that's kind of what he said. I love. I think that. this is a Steve Graves thing. I love that. I'm thinking it's a Steve. I've never Graves met thing. him, but you I, should. I know. You the, should. I know the he's, name. He's amazing. Like I, I love I that's growth first. That's what he said. That is really good. And he said, 
hey, listen, if you're if you're wanting to grow, you need to release control. And I <laughs> was like, brilliant. it was brilliant. This guy knows this and stuff. And he does. He's, a, he's an executive coach. He's amazing. But yeah. he was like, that was like the hard truth that I needed to hear of like, oh, oh no. It was honestly so freeing though, because for us and for most people, like I needed to let go of that and other areas of our business where I wasn't even an expert. Yeah. Like it's actually better We've grown more because I'm not doing it. Yeah. It's actually, it's almost like yeah. it had to switch out of, like a switch went on in my mind. Yeah. Oh. It's happening in my mind right it's now. It's like, like, if I just, just release, <laughs> I just got to release, find experts, find yeah. great partners yeah. that can do that. And in theory, like, you know, in theory, you continue to grow. You actually grow more. It mm. accelerates your growth. You know, it was just, a, it was like. Yeah. Uh, here's what I'll say. If this is a gut check for me, this is probably a gut <laughs> check for a lot of you guys listening. I love this, this, um, concept mm-hmm. of growth versus control. And I think it's, it's, it, it's a great insight for sure. Because I mean, here's the deal guys, we're all growing our business. When you start your business, I mean, it's blood, sweat, and tears. You're so close exactly. to it. It's personal for you. Yep. And so the idea of like giving up parts of that business can feel like kind of giving, Parts tough. of your child away. I don't know. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> I don't know. You it's get like it. your baby. Yeah, yeah, it's like a baby. But you're, you're giving like elements away yeah. that you want other people to give like the same care and attention for. So it can be hard to do. It but is very hard. It's a great insight for sure. It's a releasing thing though. And it doesn't happen overnight. Like the my team basically, Stephanie was trying to convince me for a year to release fulfillment. Just to just to be clear, she was like, "Yeah, this is how way it, before." By the way, this is how it goes. For like, where my wife, Joy's probably, like, she'll be like, "Hey, yeah. you need to do this," and I'm like, "Okay, yeah, 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 exactly." Not like in a dismissive way. I'm just, <laughs> it goes in like into my like rolodex in my mind they of know. like whatever. We yeah. need to listen to those. people. I know, right? <laughs> and then a year later, I'm doing that thing anyway, and it's like, why didn't I just why do what not, you said why a year didn't ago? I listen. Yeah. So it was like just over time, just me releasing this grip of like. I need to control it. Cause that's what I thought, dude. I thought no one's going to be able to fulfill a product exactly how I need it to be done so that the customer receives it and has the best experience ever after that order. Like, I just thought it's no way. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't let anybody do that. And it took some time, you know, it took so like, after we found the right partner, it was like, I was on them though. I was like, this is how, if you guys screw this up, I'm out. Yeah. And they've, they've been great. Yeah. And it's it's like one of those it's just a small example of things that we are doing that we could just release control of that. Well, and you had to find the right partner because I think that's the other piece of it too is that sometimes I think I think people they get into the idea of relinquishing control and like the very next person and I think sometimes we just don't do a good job finding that partner. Other times the partner overpromises. Yep. And then it, then you swear, you go right back and you swear, well, like, uh, well, now I, now I knew it. Yeah, I knew exactly. It. Exactly. I knew when, it was going to screw up. When really it was never the right partner in the <laughs> first know. place. Exactly. You know, so That's your life's funny. a lot easier now. It is. It's so, some, well, it is. It is easier in, in some way. You don't have to worry about that anymore. Yeah, in some way. Yeah. And so for us, it's like, I am constantly thinking like, what if we just, what if we get a competitor comes in and knocks us off? You know, like what if mm. I'm like running through these different scenarios and when you have copycat, people we have too. copycats. Yeah, we do. We yeah. do. We've, we've knocked, we've, we found a handful of them. We're still working on yeah. a lot of them. So Is that I find myself or? now working with lawyers and yeah. like copyright stuff. And so it's, it's not fun. It's annoying to see that like multiple items, basically straight, copies of the work we've done. I will say, I mean, I, I never thought you guys weren't a legitimate business, but I, I, whenever you posted though, this is probably maybe like a year, year and a half ago, 
you posted um, a competitor or a copycat. And I was like, dude, he's made it. <laughs> you thought that? I, yeah, I thought really? he's made it. Really? I mean, obviously you've made it that you have something that someone else obviously <sighs> sees value in well, that they're that. ripping. I appreciate you know, that. I was like, yeah. dude, don't I know. Stuff. Well, I it is, it is, it is a, that's the tension. It's like, you know, a, a very much a, like, Oh, I guess we are doing stuff. Right. We've seen competitors launch items similar to ours over the years, just cause people we've looked at and, so whether or not it was because of our item or not, I don't know, but it was, it almost is validating. It really is of like, maybe we are doing the right thing. Yeah. But it's also super frustrating because you're like, now I got to deal with these jokesters out there trying to copy us. Yeah. So yeah. anyway, it happens though. Yeah. It's, 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 <laughs> it's, it's in a weird way, it's a good sign. Uh, you're doing I guess, something right. I guess so. so. Well, Garrett, this has been an awesome conversation, man. For people Appreciate listening, you. they want to they want to buy a journal. They want to check out what you're doing. What's the best thing for them to do? Go to our website, um, DuncanandStone.com. So find us there. You could reach out to me on LinkedIn. Uh, email our support email address. It's on our website. You know, if you want to invite me to another wedding, like I'm all, I'm open. <laughs> you yeah. know for wedding season are you a wedding cake i'm a guy? wedding cake guy yeah okay dude i love wedding cake i love weddings just I thought generally. This is like a thing by the way that it's people, amazing yeah. yeah like who doesn't like a good party like yeah, are you kidding sure. me it's amazing <laughs> yeah. like i'm in <laughs> you go to this wedding they're like we're gonna cancel we're... <laughs> our order now <laughs> so <laughs> our uh website for sure duncanandstone.com yeah. you can find all our goods and yeah check okay. us out great um for our listeners i'm gonna put that uh i'll put the website and i'll put your linkedin in the episode description great man love um, it thanks for coming on today i, loved I appreciate it man. it man it was yeah. a pleasure hey for you guys listening if you enjoyed this episode what the heck are you waiting on click the subscribe and follow button so you can keep getting good advice wherever you at also don't forget if you want to support the podcast for as little as the price of a cup of coffee you can jump on our patreon it's at patreon.com slash good advice and more importantly if you want to support the podcast through advertising your business you can check out uh, my email address, Blake, at goodadvicecoaching.com to chat more about that. Those of you who support the podcast, thank you so much. And that's all we got today. That's today's good advice. We'll catch you later. See ya. See ya.